Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. through Carpenter's Creek, so are the days of our Pensacola. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Mr. Mayor, you've been doing a great job, but I have to tell you, homelessness is not the top of our list in this neighborhood, okay? We are not homeless. We have homes, affordable housing, not our problem here. We have homes. We're trying to keep our homes. We need repair and renovation. We are citizens. We're long-time homeowners. We've been ignored. You're pandering to new people, people who come into our neighborhood, and they're moving to the top. Yeah, I told you this town hall was a little bit different tone than you might be expecting. Now, this is not officially city council, but it was uh, a city council town hall member, uh, District 5, Tanya Day Broughton, a bunch of uh, city department heads, and of course the mayor were there to listen to a predominantly black audience. There was only white one white speaker, I think, the whole time. Predominantly black audience of varying degrees of... Um, well, I mean, some were, you know, very sort of amiable and others were very upset. OK, uh, talking to Mayor Reeves the other day in this town hall it was very interesting as I've been covering it all morning this morning. Finally got to listen to all of it and uh, thought, well, we need to share this. This is fascinating stuff. Now, this is Mary Williams. OK, she's an attorney and activist. Um, she's often upset about things. OK, I would say I've met her, you know. Uh, OK, so this is not surprising from her. But she says, look, um, you care about homelessness. We don't care about homelessness. We have homes. Uh, you care about affordable housing. We don't care about affordable housing. We have homes, right? Neither one of those things really apply to us that much. Um, but you're pandering to all of these new people, and the new people are having to deal with the problems, and uh, none of those problems are for us. And instead of worrying about them, you should worry about the people that have already lived here. And that's when it got weird. <laughs> like, that's just the that's just the warm-up. That's, that's almost like the bread, not even the appetizer, okay? You ready? Hold on to your steering wheel. Here you go. You ready? Okay. Now, let me explain something to you that nepotism. Uh oh. I understand that your mother is on the homeless task force. Mm. Your father is the developer of the major affordable, unaffordable housing. He's which which housing? Argonne Court. Uh, I think Argonne was your father not the developer of Argonne? I, mean, I, I was nine years old. I don't know how that. I mean. So, okay, Connie Bookman and Jim Reeves. But, like, this is a weird approach to take, you know? Nepotism. I'm not sure about all how that would relate to him being mayor, but, you know, um, you know, because she's working on homeless issues and, you know, he's working on developing things. And as DC said, yeah, and I was eight when he did some of that. But, okay, so she's going to go on and talk about all this stuff. Your father okay. is the developer of all these unaffordable homes yeah. in our neighborhood. When we were dealing with the homeless problem under Grover, under the Interface, mm -hmm. I went around talking to the people, and there were renters 
And then the landlord was your father. So your father is developing or part of the development for Eastside. And I just want you to know, I think that is kind of a conflict of interest, that homelessness and affordable housing, the two things your parents are headed in this city, kind of cause a problem. Take a breath. <laughs> why'd you why'd you bring my parents into it? I mean, it's super inappropriate and my goodness. But you know, I just I wanted to give you a taste, okay, of some of the more um what do I want to say? Uh it, it vigorous moments. Okay. Vigorous moments. Like, you know, for example, you had a woman named um our Willa Lagarde who made a comment about, you know, you all haven't built any schools. Well, which schools did the city build? I mean, like, they don't build schools, so she's yelling at the mayor over something that has nothing to do with him. Our neighborhoods and how they look, it's important. Yeah. When you have trash on your ground in your neighborhood, no, I hear you. children that you're talking about, that, that, that takes away a sense of pride. Yeah. Okay? So you learn to have pride in, in your surroundings. And, yeah. and that's a part of teaching these totally kids. Totally agree. Now, and, I heard another little gentleman talk about yeah. some schools. You guys haven't built any schools in this city yeah. forever. I'm yeah. 70. Well, we don't build schools. So. <laughs> Which is accurate. And when it comes to housing, it's kind of the same. You guys are responsible. Like, I don't know who you guys is, but, you know, she's talking to the mayor. Is it, you know, is it him? Is it his family? Is it white people? Now, she spoke before uh, Mary Williams spoke. So I don't think it's family she's getting at. I mean, I, I don't know how to read it, but. Yeah. But you started you started at 17th Avenue. See, I used to live on the For the, the CRA, she means. And you started downtown Pensacola. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Guys, you all built all these fine, fine houses downtown Pensacola. Who's you all? But the majority of the people that live here and work can't even afford to buy Exactly. See, because they don't make the money. Now, now today, I might be able to win it, but I've been gone for 13 years. So I, I left here, and I'm coming back. And my children that graduated from college or whatever, they can because they can come back and afford it. But just regular, run-of-the-mill folks cannot afford all these high-priced houses we put in the city. But, okay, I, I can't afford a lot of the houses that are being built right now. Neither can many of you, and... Does that mean the houses shouldn't be built? I mean, I don't know what her argument is exactly. By the way, the mayor actually had some very relevant comments to this, not in the town hall, but uh, actually in after the town hall at the press conference that he did yesterday. And I want to share those with you in just a second. Jake's, meanwhile, got traffic on the fives. Okay, if you're uh, headed down South Fairfield Drive um, in the uh, Beach Haven Navy Point area, headed down uh, South Fairfield, headed towards Gulf Beach Highway, uh, there is an accident there, a crash with roadblock. Uh, so there, you might have to work around that area. Uh, Nine Mile not showing any issues, though. Dog Track Road is clear. Gulf Beach Highway, uh, just for that that accident, that was at Eliasburg Street, uh, headed towards Gulf, uh, Gulf Beach Highway. And uh, also 98 in Gulf Breeze, Navarre, looking good as well. We did have that fender bender in front of the Slim Chickens going eastbound, uh, but there's no slowdowns or uh, blockages there to report. If you do see something slowing you down, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Hey, if you need your car to get worked on, it's an import, a Beamer, a Porsche, a Mercedes, a Genesis, a Jaguar, a Lexus. You might think, hey, I got to go to the dealership. That's where I bought it. That's where I got to service it. You don't. You don't. And especially if that dealership is far, like some of them can be, you know, Destin or Mobile. That's the drive. That's extra cost, time, all of that stuff. You just take it to Bobby Lycus Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. They work on those vehicles all the time. No problem. Uh, diesel engines, same thing. They work on those. Uh, gas engine, domestics, whatever. I mean, you know, if it runs, they work on it, all right? And, you know, when it doesn't run, they work on that too, right? But the idea is to work on it when it's running so you don't have to work on it when it's not running.
Like you prevent the big catastrophic problem by the routine scheduled maintenance and the fact that when you're in there doing the routine stuff, you might catch the big stuff when it's small stuff and you can fix it more easily at that point. That's kind of their philosophy. Uh, the car clinic service or car, just carcliniceservice.com is the website. Uh, the idea there being like a healthcare clinic for your car. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. So, um, Sharing some of this uh, commentary from the uh, press con- or not the press conference, but the town hall that he did with Tenny Day Broughton, uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves did with Tenny Day Broughton, Councilwoman District 5, and a uh, you know, very black district, and it's certainly a very black town hall, um, you know, which I noticed as a difference of tone, okay, from what I've seen at other town halls. Um, it, just, it, is, it just was different. Okay, if you observe it, you'd say the same thing. Um, How that difference relates to, you know, race differences or cultural differences within race. I mean, that's, you know, open to interpretation. I just it was different. It was an it was very interesting, very fascinating to me. But I thought this issue of housing, the mayor actually covered that very well in his press conference yesterday because he was being asked a question about uh, alternative dwelling units and, you know, basically like, you know, mother-in-law kind of things in your backyard, that stuff is, are we into that? And he said, look, I want anything where we can put people. We really got to stop, in my mind, the, the myth and the infighting around this idea that you either choose affordable, uh, and we've had that conversation, that's a big misnomer in this community for, for the last five years, is we vilify market rate development as if that that doesn't help take some of the pressure off of the housing issue that we're in. I will take any kind of housing and there is no, this is not a competition. It's not who gets to go first or who, what's there's more of. Supply is supply is supply. That's it. If you have supply of housing or cars or restaurants, then prices will become more reasonable. Even at the lower end, even if, if you know, if you're building 400,000, okay, the price at 200,000 will be better because the people in 300,000 will be able to afford the 400 because there's more of it and they'll move up and vacate the 300 which makes that available to the 200 to move up and then the 100 or the renter wants to move. I mean he's right market rate housing may not be affordable to the lowest income earners in the community but the fact that it exists will alleviate the upward price pressure because of limited supply and increasing demand. And so market rate is good for everybody. Would affordable rate be better for those people? Oh, I mean, sure, but it all helps. Just build the stuff, <laughs> you know, build things, and that will make the problem better. So I, I agree with the mayor's philosophy on this. Anybody who rings my phone, uh, you know, from market rate on Maritime Park to Pensacola Motor Lodge to everything else, uh, you know, we are going to be aggressive in trying to find solutions and housing for everybody uh, because there is no negative uh, consequence of more units in our city right now. There's none. We just need them. And we know that uh, even at the market rate level, it creates some so, some open units within the affordable area uh, that perhaps people can't leave because of lack of inventory. Yeah, I mean, all that's exactly right. 721 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. How do you handle stress, worry, or anxiety? If we're not careful, those times of anxiety can rip us apart from the inside. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us how to deal with worry. And he doesn't say just forget about it or that it'll go away by itself, nor does he say that we should run from it. Instead, Jesus tells us to take it one day at a time. He points out the nonsense of worrying about things we cannot control. Jesus reminds us that God cares for the birds of the air, and he says to you that you are more important to him than many 
sparrows. God calls us to throw the whole weight of our anxieties on Him and allow His Spirit to fill our hearts with perfect peace as He handles the many things that are out of our control. I encourage you, rest in Jesus today. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Keep climbing. Picked off! He brought it down with one hand! Johnson goes down! Sack! This is your home for FSU football. Watch it deep downfield! Caught! Touchdown! FSU! Rolling to his left, they're going to throw. End zone! Picked off! Game over! Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long, right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. More news, more talk with Marley Van Kevin Robbins on at 11, right after the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Oh, yes, I can see it now. It's a, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. so fascinating i'm having i'm having two different conversations at the same time that are like polar opposite conversations on uh my uh, facebook chat one is from somebody who uh says andrew thank you so much for sharing all the stuff from benny washington the program that he's doing with kids here in pensacola is so important i'm glad to see somebody's tackling this issue and you know working to help these kids through sports to get other things that they need and the other person is like this is such a waste of time. This is so silly. This is missing the point. Um, I, I want to read you this text thread because it's kind of interesting. A uh, person says, if the parents cared, there's a good chance the schools wouldn't shut down. Oh, I mean, okay, but not all parents are completely indifferent. And I said, regardless, how is that the kid's fault? And how do you fix that? I mean, the kids are the ones who suffer, right? So what can we do to help the kids? And then the response was, it's not, nor is it the government's fault and not the government's responsibility to entertain kids. I deal with poor families daily, and the attitude holds them back, not government entitlements. And I said, uh, to some degree, I don't disagree, but again, what's the answer? Just abandon them to their fate? The question isn't whose fault it is, but who might be in a position to improve the situation. You know, that's not my problem, that's not my fault, or that's hard to fix, are not good answers. You know, sins of omission versus sins of commission, right? A failure to help a difficult problem it may not look like a sin, but, you know, ultimately it's better if somebody says, you yeah, know, I think we might be able to tackle some of this somehow, right? Somehow. Government may not be the answer, but is there an answer? And I said, instead of, um, sorry, the response was, instead of putting sports on a pedestal, 
Maybe put school up there above sports. If the grades were better, about nobody, about more, more could play. And nowhere in his statement did he mention the strengthening of the family. Kids are wandering the streets because of the lack of togetherness at home. Uh, parents show up for football games, but not for parent-teacher conferences. Um, I know somebody who's an elementary school teacher. Uh, let's see. I can't figure out what all this say. Lack of interest in education by the parents. Sports become the single outlet for these kids instead of leading, uh, learning an instrument or dance uh, or something like that. I mean, again, okay. But what he's doing is using sports as an enticement to education, just like a youth pastor might use a, you know, a, a, I don't know, the Super Bowl or, um, you know, a movie watch party or games, to, you know, as a reason to get a kid into the church to preach from the gospel. That's what I see happening. And he says, uh, but it's giving false hope. I know you know the number of kids that play college ball and pro ball. And I'm like, dude, how don't you get this? <laughs> it's not about the sport. The sport's the bait on the hook. Hook them and then teach them how to read and do math and learn history. You know, that's the idea. Anyway, um, that is it's interesting how different people see or hear a topic, and I wanted to share that with you because I thought it was a, an interesting back and forth. Uh, 726, Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? Uh, 98 eastbound in Navarre. We had a fender bender there earlier in front of the Slim Chickens, uh, but uh, it's not causing any slowdowns. Uh, South Fairfield Drive headed down towards uh, Gulf Beach Highway uh, in the Navy Point area. You got a crash with a roadblock there. Uh, also, Highway 90 through Milton and Pace, uh, not showing any accidents. Highway 90, uh, Highway 29 through Cantonment, no slowdowns to report. And it looks like uh, 98 through Gulf Breeze is flowing smoothly. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by Bobby Likas Auto Service. Bobby Likas Auto Service on Davis Highway. If you have any traffic info to report this morning, text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Pope Francis says the battle between Israel and Hamas has gone beyond war and into terrorism. The head of the Catholic Church spoke in St. Peter's Square today. He says he met with both Israeli relatives of hostages held by Hamas and with Palestinians who had family in Gaza and heard directly about how both sides are suffering. Uh, And he says that both sides have gone beyond war. Sam Altman is returning as the CEO of OpenAI. Altman was fired unexpectedly last Friday as the head of the company. Uh, That shocked the tech industry. The move triggered hundreds of employees there to sign a letter threatening to leave and join Altman unless the company brought him back. And uh, today they are inflating the balloons for the big Macy's Day Parade, uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade tomorrow in Manhattan. A lot of very, very sore shoulders tomorrow from all of that, you know, pumping of the bicycle air pump. That's how they do it, right? Oh, I believe so. Absolutely. By by mouth, you know, get your lips all tired. They pull the little thing out and just blow. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, uh. Gosh, those are some giant balloons, they four are. to five stories high. You ever watch the parade? Still, I, I remember watching person. it. I do watch it on TV. Yeah. I don't. I've never been in person though. So I remember watching it as a kid a lot, but I, I don't think I've sat through one lately. Maybe I'll uh, change that. I feel like it's my obligation to find the hilarious moments that the commentators make. Ah, oh, there you go. So that's why I do it. Um, although this year's going to be different. I don't have to spend four hours in the kitchen cooking, so I'm not sure that I can afford the time of my life watching that for not af- having to have it on while I'm cooking. Oh, hey, David, you've been talking this morning about the uh, the arrest made, um, a felony arrest made in connection with threats against Michelle Salzman, Representative Salzman. Yes. And um, I was actually uh, texting with her yesterday a little bit, and I got a, a few more details about this. There's a lot we're, we're not going to say um, for, I think, obvious reasons, but says that the— um, the man who was arrested yesterday has a, was a felony charge for a hate crime. Um, he uh, left five very explicit voicemails explaining explaining how my dirty Jewish children were going to die and how he was going to kill me last. He admitted everything, and so it was an easy arrest because they knew who he was. This moron left his name, which good. Glad he right? did. 
because it was easy to make the arrest. But um, wow. So just, you know, that's like one little slice of all of the nonsense that she and her family have had to deal with. Right. Uh, and I believe you know, the, the investigation last... is still oh, yeah. going in. You oh, know, yeah. Because there was a, a ton of those types yeah. of things that were happening. There were a lot more than yeah. one. A lot more than one. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Uh, 7.30 here on News Radio 92.3. Um, oh, I don't want to get into that so much. I do, how about a good, good story? Um, UWF, Lady Argos, uh, women's basketball team, managed to beat Spring Hill College yesterday, 111 to 45. It's a tight game. Uh, 60 points and three pointers, 23 pointers, a school record, school record 33 assists. And uh, I like to think that 60 to 45, if they had only shot three three uh, three pointers, they still would have completely killed uh, Spring Hill. So um, that's 111 for women's basketball games. That's pretty good. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The start of a four-day ceasefire in Gaza is expected to start tomorrow, according to Hamas, in exchange for the release of 50 Israeli hostages. A U.S. senior official says that some American dual citizens might be among those released, including a little girl who will turn four on Friday. Hamas released a statement saying that 150 Palestinian prisoners, also women and children, would be released from Israeli jails through this deal. Fox's Alex Hogan. Bad weather has been affecting some pre-Thanksgiving travel, but things are clearing up. The destruction storm system that brought heavy rain, strong winds, hail, tornadoes, and many delays and cancellations across the country is now pushing off the East Coast. Conditions should start to improve this afternoon, but we'll still have lingering wet weather and snow for parts of New England. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean. Stock futures are up ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 at News Radio 92.3. It is mostly cloudy this morning, 54 degrees in Pensacola. Well, if you are in the city of Pensacola and your garbage is normally collected tomorrow on Thursday, you'll want to have your can out today for garbage pickup. Garbage uh, will not be collected, of course, on Thursday because of Thanksgiving. Those routes being collected today instead. Mayor D.C. Reeves says uh, the last time the garbage collection schedule changed, it confused a few folks. We had a little confusion with Veterans Day, got a few emails, but it was good. It was an education opportunity uh, for us to tell people that many of which who don't even realize that they actually have twice a week garbage now instead of one, uh, one time a week. And uh, so, again, the Thursday route in the city of Pensacola being collected today. The Friday route will not be impacted. Reeves also says the city's recycling drop-off location will not be open this weekend because of Thanksgiving. Now, if you have ECUA collection in Escambia County, your garbage will be collected on Friday if you're on the Thursday route. The Pensacola contractor has been arrested seven times over the last year. He is now facing an indictment and possibly up to 60 years in prison. State Attorney Ginger Bowen Madden announced yesterday Jesse Lacoste is now charged with first-degree felonies of racketeering and organized fraud, which could each be punishable by up to 30 years in prison. The indictment alleges that Lacoste defrauded homeowners, insurance companies, and subcontractors or suppliers out of over $2 million between June of 2018 and August of last year. In addition, he's also accused of forging applications to obtain county and state contractor licenses. Lacoste was arrested on Monday. He's currently held on $405,000 bond. 
This can be a fire rescue encouraging residents to be safe this week. Not only is Thanksgiving the busiest day of the year for cooking-related fires, it's also the time when holiday decorations come out. With a lot of older homes in Escambia County, and you're running a lot of power powering these lights, sometimes uh, you can have some short circuits, you could have sparks that could then catch other parts of your home. Again, this is typically in older homes, older material, they're a little bit more flammable. Public safety spokesman Davis Wood there, he says unattended cooking is the leading factor in home cooking fires. Improperly deep frying turkeys is another big one, especially right now. He says it's a good idea to make sure your home has working smoke detectors. A Florida couple will spend time in prison for their role in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. The U.S. Justice Department announced yesterday that Jamie and Jennifer Buteau of Ocala have now both been sentenced. Uh, The 50-year-old Jamie was given 22 months. The 46-year-old Jennifer given 90 days. They were arrested in June 2021. Both pled guilty several months ago. They also arrested uh, Miami's Gabriel Garcia a few weeks after the riot. Uh, He's accused of two felonies. And uh, it is 7.35 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? All right, South Fairfield Drive headed towards Gulf Beach Highway. We have an accident there causing a roadblock, uh, so you might be able to work around that. I'm going I'm to try to find some side streets here just in case you're headed down that area. Um, looks like Highway 98 in Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway 90 through Milton and Pace, no accidents reported. Also, Highway 29 through Cantonment is clear. If you do see anything out there this morning, though, text me, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Right now, 54 in Pensacola, 54 in Gulf Breeze, 55 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your money now. Fed officials at their most recent meeting express little appetite for cutting interest rates anytime soon. As inflation remains well above their goal, according to minutes released Tuesday, the summary of the meeting held October 31st through November 1st showed that policymakers still worry that inflation could be stubborn or move higher and that more may be needed to be done. They said policy will need to stay restrictive until data shows inflation on a convincing trek back to the central bank's 2% goal. The release comes amid overwhelming sentiment on Wall Street. The Fed is done hiking interest rates. Billionaire Warren Buffett donated about $870 million in Berkshire Hathaway stock to four family charities, saying he has much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. The 93-year-old said he feels good, but fully realizes he's playing in extra innings. On Wall Street Futures, pointing to a modestly higher open this morning. That's your money now. Are you looking for your forever floors? We got them. Hi, we're Buck and Ashley Deese, the proud owners of Deese Elite Concrete Coatings, where we make concrete pretty. Four times stronger than epoxy with a lifetime warranty. Our coatings are perfect for your garage, patio, pool deck, and more. For one day installation, trust the Deese Elite experience, now offering financing. Get your forever floors by calling us today at 850-329-5599. We make concrete pretty. 
The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Kick off the holiday season with WSRE's Festival of Trees and take the tree of your dreams home for the holidays. Trees and wreaths decorated by local designers and community groups will be on display November 24th through 26th at the Museum of Commerce downtown. Each tree and wreath will be up for online auction bidding or purchase in support of WSRE PBS. For the Festival of Trees hours and all of the details, visit wsre.org events. War breaks out between Israel and Hamas. Starting with our top three stories today, the latest in Israel is Hamas released two hostages. A militant couple who was in Israel when the Hamas attacks began has arrived back home safely. When we were leaving, Governor DeSantis says it's important to stand with Israel. Most of the deaths of our own servicemen. We're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. I got to give the president credit for keeping you informed with a local emphasis. Wow. News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative. Local. Morning, 739 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Mayor D.C. Reeves on the line with us this morning. Mr. Mayor, happy Thanksgiving almost. Yeah, same to you guys. (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, Holy smokes, I watched this District 5 town hall. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There there was a lot. I mean, you know, one thing I got to say is I like all the Frank conversation. I mean, sometimes it was not just Frank. It was Frank Plus. Um, but, you know, in some ways there's a level of honesty there, uh, but I appreciated a lot of it. But a lot of questions came up that I wanted to ask you about because I thought they were, you know, super fascinating. One was this longstanding project of turning Martin Luther King and Davis into two-way from the current one-way. And you had mentioned the idea of having F. repair the roads to, like, you know, as new condition and then two-laning it, and then us taking over ownership of the roads. Is that the current plan? Yeah, that's the conversation that that's, we have had with FDOT, is that, uh, as you can certainly understand, uh, there's there's two issues at play here. Number one, we have I-110 that moves people north and south very quickly. Um, so the need for one lane uh, or you know, one direction, one way, uh, going north and south, uh, through a neighborhood may not be as necessary. So right. um, what, what's what been discussed uh, is MLK and Davis north of Cervantes, um, mind you, because, you know, there is some change and, and just some difficulty in changing that back in some of the other areas. Uh, but uh, a two-way street would be safer uh, for everybody. Uh, certainly, we have a lot of people going the wrong way on, on those roads uh, because they look like they shouldn't be one way. Right. 
Um, and so, uh, but that's something that we don't necessarily want to take over in their current condition as our state roads. So uh, kind of our negotiation with FDOT and, and they've been open to and, and are going to put some money behind is, hey, look, we'll take over the road as, as something that we have to maintain in perpetuity if it's delivered to us in new condition. You know, we don't want to take over the road and then have millions of dollars of, of maintenance of get up uh, to or speed repair class, to, right. to take on in the next five or 10 years. So, so that's kind of the trade-off we've discussed. Um, and, and again, they're amicable too. Nothing's finalized. We think they're, um, but, but there is uh, some interest in, uh, in, in, you know, it's a multi-million dollar, you know, we're talking three, $5 million. It is not a, you know, repaving, and here you go. This is a significant, you know, change with new signage and everything else. So um, uh, that, that's not going to happen tomorrow. Uh, but I would say it definitely is possible in the next, I would say, eighteen to twenty-four months. Okay. See, I mean, I guess I find myself frustrated not at you, uh, but I thought that the, the way uh, Grover Robinson had portrayed it was. Um, all it really is going to take is some paint, and this can be done easy peasy. Of course, it never got done during his administration, um, but it sounds like it's much more involved than that. And I'm also, I guess I'm not quite sure why the city needs to acquire the maintenance costs thereafter. You know, it could still be a state road. I mean, the state operates, obviously, a lot of state roads in the city. Um, can we not, is that just the, tra- is that the way of getting it done faster? Because otherwise they're not going to really repair that road substantially for m- many more years. Right. It becomes a question. Exactly. Andrew. It becomes a question of priority, right? Uh, you know, we're, we're asking for $22 million for a terminal. We're asking, you know, all those kinds of things. And okay. it's, a, it's really a, in a way to help it bump up the list as well as the fact that understand this is not, uh, it would be different if we were taking over a state road that was kind of completely out there independent. It would be like, you know, Highway 98 and Gulf Breeze kind of thing. This is, I mean, all of those crossroads are our roads, you know. So, you know, for, you know, it, it's right in the middle of a lot of city-owned uh, road there uh, within those neighborhoods as well. So, I mean, it makes some sense. Obviously, at, you know, you know me through one full year as of today. Uh, you know me. I, I don't take on maintenance. I don't have to. Right. Uh, and I certainly will get enough to take care of. Uh, but but I would think that the trade off of a you know again potential three and a half four million dollar project uh, that we don't have money for uh, that that at least that would be in the net for multiple generations to come would be in the condition that it needs to be in. All right, very good. Well, you know, like I said, it just kind of surprised me because it was such a contrast with what I had heard before, and that's why I wanted to follow up with you. Um, I have a question about Baptist, and I don't know the answer. I'm sure there is an answer, but I don't know the answer, and I figured you will know. Mm-hmm. We're talking a lot about trying to get money from the state to facilitate the demolition. Um, you know, obviously, it's not usable for anything else. What the part that I'm not, I just kind of suddenly find myself asking is, you know, how can Baptist move out of a facility? and leave it as something that needs to be demolished and it not have been their responsibility to take care of that. That part of it, I just didn't understand. And I'd never heard anybody address that before. Yeah. It, it, I think uh, we all, I, we, we have an obligation as a community, as I've said, as well as Baptist. And, 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 and certainly we've had that discussion. I know Senator Boxer and I uh, have had that discussion that, that there is an obligation of Baptists here. Um, okay. Now understand, you know, what's being discussed is, the donation of the property, uh, which right. there's that that with a demolition has some value, right? Of course, that. But understand from the city perspective, from my perspective, my goal would be if that property is, is uh, received by the city, that that's not going. We don't just send that to market for for highest and best offer. That's going to be used in sub. It's going to be a subsidy towards 
a master development that helps revitalize the neighborhood. Um, and so uh, we don't look at it that as, you know, if we do all this work and we lobby for it, that we would end up, um, you know, that there's some, some financial gain for the city. This is really more just controlling what the generational future uh, of a neighborhood is. And so um, that's what I see our role as. Um, but, but absolutely, you know, we sent our donation request, uh, our donation agreement version back to Baptist on Friday. Um, and, and it outlines some of that, including some financial obligation of, of Baptist. So, um, you know, we'll see what they say. There's some environmental things that have taken some time to work through. Uh, but but our legislative request is in to the senator and, and our delegation uh, for for some funding for that project and and we'll see what happens. But but you you've seen Senator Brockton say and I agree with him. Eighteen million dollars is a heavy heavy lift yeah. to put only on the legislature or only on government. So um, you know that our expectation is that we're all in this together to try to figure out the solution. And I still think um, that this is a you know this is a good deal and a good agreement on all sides. Uh, if we can make something make sense. No, I, I agree. I just I had never heard that slice of it really addressed, and I had the question. I figure if I have the question, other people have the question, I'll ask the mayor. Uh, we're talking to D.C. Reeves, Mayor of Pensacola. Hang on for just a second, Mr. Mayor. Let's get traffic on the fives with Jake real quick. South Fairfield Drive headed toward Gulf Beach Highway uh, in the Navy Point area. There's a crash with a roadblock there. Uh, otherwise, we're looking good around town. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven, all flowing smoothly. Uh, Highway 90 in Milton and Pace, uh, no accidents reported there. Uh, also, Highway 29 through Cantonment is flowing smoothly. This traffic report is brought to you by ECUA. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now available. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your normal pickup service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. If you have any traffic tips this morning, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, uh, Jake. Back to uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves. Uh, one of the other things that came up in your town hall the other day was, um, you know, you, you got a lot of questions, I think, which were predicated on people not understanding who's responsible for which activity of government, which is normal. People often don't understand, you know, who does what. And so it's the mayor is the mayor and the mayor gets every question. Right. Um, But one of the questions you got had to do with the Hollis T. Williams Park and, you know, the plan, the money spent on a plan on one point seven million dollars, which is sitting on a shelf. And, you know, we didn't have money to do it because, as you explained, the idea was build the plan, see if you can find the money, then do the plan. But your administration, which is an amazing bragging point, has gotten $30.5 million in the last six months for a project that previously had no funding whatsoever. My only question is, you had mentioned it sounds like you're not planning to implement what the previous almost $2 million study had said because you want to have more engagement with the residents to make sure that that's really what they want now. That means additional cost for new study for the accommodating what the residents want. Am I reading this right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the reason, there's a couple important points here to understand. When that $1.6 million study uh, was put in, which there, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with what, what is already on the books, but that was never designed as, hey, we may get $30 million for solely stormwater uh, infrastructure. Uh, no one ever, I mean, there, there, there might be a third of stormwater infrastructure in that current design in that now. And, and that's not anyone's fault. Who would have ever expected that we would have been able to have this kind of influx of stormwater infrastructure. Got it. Well, that stormwater doesn't pay for playgrounds. It doesn't pay for that. Now, we're, we're going after additional funding for that right now. Um, but, see, it, you've got to use the dollars in a certain way. Okay. And, and so, it would, honestly, it would be uh, short-sighted of us to say, well, well, since we did a plan five years ago, four years ago, why don't we just implement exactly what's here? Well, things change, and, and our funding streams change. Um, 
what we're going to be proposing, whatever ends up being designed in this new, really what I call, and you, you kind of encapsulated that in your, in your question is, this is really going to be a 2.0 of design. It's not throwing everything away from the old one, but, but it's, but it's like, guys, wow, what a great problem to have. We've got tens of millions of dollars. We never thought we were going to have. Let's make sure we do this right. And let's make sure, um, you know, our, our community engagement, what, you know, could have, been stronger. It was a couple meetings during COVID and things like that. Um, and I learned a lot through that Harvard Fellowship and through MIC, the Institute on City Design, about how cities are doing that right. Um, and I think we can really, really improve there. So, so it's not just changing it just to change it. The dynamics have changed, and, and in a great way. So, um, but but understand, you know, this thirty million dollars allows for that uh, for design, allows for. Uh, property acquisition within a mile if it's needed for stormwater. I mean, all sorts of other things that are, don't just go into building ponds and uh, and pipes, you know. So um, so it's a great situation for us to be in, and I would really, frankly, feel like I'm doing our community a disservice if I said, well, here's a complete unanticipated influx of cash that we never thought we would have had to do this project, but we're going to keep the same design when right. we never thought we were going to have it. And, and, um, so and I'm assuming, we're, we're and I'm, I'm assuming also that um, the planning will enda- entail some degree of modularity, such that you know we've got all this money for stormwater. We don't yet have the money for, as you said, a playground or whatever other feature you decide wants to, the, the city wants to, to put in there. Um, and so maybe you know we we work on this part, design this part, get to working on using the money because it has to be used pretty soon, and then come back later with the other parts as well. I mean, I'm I'm just assuming that that's that, going to be part of the design. That's exactly right. What we would do is we would say, okay. But, you know, with our, we would RFP it this way. We would, we would, ha- we would design and construct this way. Say, here's kind of layer one, which yeah. is the stormwater infrastructure, and the, you know, and that, and that covers a lot of things: trees, pathways. I mean, it's things that are, you know, pervious. Um, it's not just ponds. Um, I got it. But uh, you know, we, we'll say, and then we would kind of layer on a phase two, and and hopefully we would have answers on on that funding well before a shovel was in the dirt, but. But we can we can absolutely program it that way to make sure that that uh, you know we're prepared when when funding comes in. Very good. Um, before we get to the lightning round, I did have one other quick one, which is the Union Public House. You mentioned in your State of the City address the idea of turning that into a kind of a welcome center for the city, uh, sort of outhousing, if you don't mind the expression, uh, some of those features from the uh, the circular desk there at the base of City Hall and making it kind of a public facing amenity provision source. Is that the idea? Yeah, well, it's, it's in our building, but it, it's uh, across the street from UPH. It's the, there's the old Pensacola Energy. It's got a awning on it now. Oh, um, I misunderstood. Really okay, it's for, it's it's your side of the house. Okay, I I got you now. My fault. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So across the street, what what all we're talking about is saying, hey, let's just do a better let's do a better job of of helping the customer when they come here. Welcome to the city. Let us help you understand where you're going. If you want, if you need to to pay a permit if you need to put a 311 claim in and you don't have the internet and you know so we're going to kind of come up with some one-stop shop type of setup in that east side where you're going to be able to do a lot of the transactional functions of the city not just walk into city hall and have some elevators there you know and then be on your own so um so we're going to make a year or two we're going to be really focused on what the customer sees you know and 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 how they interact with us and um and so that's going to be one of our big big points there is to make life easier on our citizens very good. I love it. Well, let's get to the lightning round, the uh, quick round of things that are happening. Obviously, we have a lot of Thanksgiving-related things, and that's fine. Um, first question is, when you get done with a napkin, paper napkin, is it neat, clean, folded, scrunched, balled up, or disgusting? 
scrunched as tightly as possible. <laughs> You're a scruncher. Uh, yeah, okay, just, all right. All right. Yeah. Working out yeah. some nervous over, aggression over, on the napkin. And an over-napkin user. <laughs> you know, uh, you know w- wings and everything else. I'm, I, I am a little wasteful on that. I just, you know. I got you. Uh, when you eat a salad with your meal, is it before the meal, after the meal, or during the meal? What's your preferred? Preferred is before. Okay. Because, you know, I mean, by the time you get to the meal, that's, that is prime real estate to talk about, <laughs> uh, especially Thanksgiving time. You need the you spot know, on I the like table. I like to get that out of the way. And, you know. All right, very good. And um, is there a side that is traditional for Thanksgiving that D.C. Reeves is like, nope, not ever? Yeah, you know cranberry sauce. I, I can't. I've never, <laughs> my entire life, gotten into it. It's just weird me out. I don't know. It feels like it's from a, a sci-fi movie or something. You know. Why do it's you hate flavorful Jello? On the table, you know. Yeah. What's that? Why do you hate flavorful Jello? Well, see, the the key ingredient Jello has is significant amounts of sugar. That, <laughs> that, uh, well, I guess cranberry sauce does too. Uh, but yeah, that maybe that's a distinct difference. You could put whipped cream on it. Yeah, I think I think cranberry sauce uh, yeah, is basically sauce is the uh, the, the imperial IPA of Jellos is basically what it is. <laughs> so you know, I, I would have thought a uh, you know beer guy like you might have liked it, but I, but I understand. No, that's I, that's interesting. As a side, uh, DC Reeves, Mayor of Pensacola, as always, sir. Thank you for the time. We'll talk to you next week and have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, same. I'll give it a try this year. Thanks to you. Thanks. <laughs> nice. Seven fifty four. I'm Andrew McKay. The Volkswagen Signed In Drive event returns to Feedmore Imports. And that means with zero down payment, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, and zero first month payment, you can lease the 2024 VW Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos at Feedmore Imports today. And as the year comes to a close, enjoy even more savings when you purchase the 2023 Jetta SE, now from 26,536. The 2023 Taos from 25,281. Are the 2023 Tiguan S now on sale from 28546? So whether you sign and drive a 2024 Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan Artaus, or enjoy end-of-year savings on select 2023 models, Pete Moore has the VW for you to drive on today. Pete Moore Imports is at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. For highly qualified customers through Volkswagen Credit, zero first month payment up to nine hundred dollars. Offer ends January second, twenty twenty four. See dealer for details. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out tomorrow morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this tomorrow morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I.F-A-M-U.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary, educate, learn, talk.
News Radio 923 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 923 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8:30 a.m. and 5:30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. Pensacola right now from 4 till 7 right before Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Uh, 7.57, let's get Jake in here with Traffic on the Fives. Jake? Okay, we're looking really good this morning. Of course, it's not going to be very congested because of the holiday week. So uh, I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. Highway 98, no delays. Uh, Highway 90 through Milton and Pace, no accidents. And uh, Highway 29 is flowing smoothly. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done, yet small enough to care. Call 250-3756 for a no-hassle estimate. That's 250-3756 for Executive Landscaping. If you see anything slowing you down out there this morning, 437-1620. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. And a quick check the airport stuff. You still have that Charlotte flight seven, sorry, 5353. Supposed to have been leaving like well now, uh, a little bit ago already, but it's delayed until 9.02 a.m. this morning. That's uh suppose on American Airlines uh, 739 supposed departure to Charlotte. That's been delayed until 9.02 this morning. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. A uh, leading Hamas official says the four-day ceasefire with Israel begins tomorrow morning. They gave an interview to Al Jazeera Arabic, and uh, they say the pause in fighting begins at their 10 a.m. local time tomorrow morning. Most of the hostages released will be foreign nationals. Hospitality unions in Las Vegas are ratifying a new contract with MGM. The Culinary Workers Union says thousands of union members uh, employed by MGM Resorts voted 99% to ratify the contract. And a former uh, Trump Organization controller broke down into tears uh, at the former president's civil fraud trial in New York on Tuesday. Jeffrey McConney was talking about how much he loved his job. He wept at the legal scrutiny he's received, and he blamed uh, former outside accountants for the company's financial statements. Hmm. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Um, This business about Nikki Haley's name is so stupid. Her actual legal name is Nikki. That's actually her middle name. She didn't change it. Uh, her first name is Nimrata, but her last name is Haley because she married a Haley. It's just like, where is this coming from? Because somebody's got an Indian name or because they use an, uh, an American name that's their Listen given name? Air, it's such a weird criticism. And AM 1620, News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.